Lead Time is a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective, hosted by Tim Allman and Jack Kalliberg. Lead Time taps into biblical wisdom for practical solutions to today's burning issues. Each podcast confronts real-time struggles facing the local church in a post-Christian culture. Step into the action with the ULC at uniteleadership.org. This is Lead Time. Welcome to Lead Time. Tim Allman here with Jack Kalberg. And you are in for a treat, Jack, because you have done a lot of work. Our team has done a lot of work on going deep into the church engagement model, Uh, the church engagement model from attract, get, retain, grow, and multiply. And we are going to take in this first episode just a deep dive into the entire model, defining some terms, asking some good good questions. So let me just give you a, a very general um, question, Jack. Why should a pastor, a leader care about engagement in general? Yeah, this is this is where we kind of get into this idea where we start to understand in the professional role of church that we have jobs to do. And, and especially maybe in our denominational context, um, pastors are coming out and they've got pretty much the idea that their job is word and sacrament and maybe nothing else, right? Um, but when you actually get into reality and you're put into a leadership position and you're leading a congregation, you're realizing that the, the job spans much more than that. Um, there's multiple churches that the job, that, that the um, jobs that the church has that's more than just giving word and sacrament ministry. So the if you go even deeper and you say, well, how do you invite people into that? And, you know, um, if somebody's not already a believer, what is, how is the church responding to the community of people that are unchurched? How, um, how, how are new believers being reached or unbelievers being reached? And with your existing believers, how are they being mobilized to help in that effort? right? Uh, how are they growing yeah. in their faith, right? Developing in their faith so that they're being equipped to be a participant in the priesthood of all believers and helping to multiply the kingdom, which is God's calling for them, right? So, yeah, I think I think right. one of the extremes, Jack, is, is a lot of times pastors go to um, either it's all yeah. church growth, and we will do whatever it takes by any means, and we may even compromise on the word and sacrament mm-hmm. side. It, we are not saying, listener, that word and sacrament no. is not a big deal. Like, it is the center point. It is the catalyst. We are still very, very conservative, Lutherans, etc., with also a mission mindset. There are things that happen before, and there are things that happen after Absolutely. word and That's sacrament Absolutely. That's a perfect ministry. way of, of, of putting saying, it. Jack. You know, we, we've walked along for many for a while, we went deep into the concept of the simple church model where we just kind of said, here's these core um, activities that we do as a church, small groups, worship, serving. And it was frustrating for us because we didn't have a good explanation, honestly, of what was happening before and what was happening after that. And it, it started to feel very limiting. And I think as we started to learn more about the church engagement model, it helped to solve these issues without necessarily having to compromise on sort of the simple expression of our faith in, in those simple discipleship practices. And so this this was kind of an aha moment for me. By the way, we didn't invent the engagement model. We got to give a lot of props to other people who have done work on that. I want to especially um, acknowledge uh, Matt Engel 
and um, Glue that have given us a lot of information about that. I want to recommend their book, 14 Fridays. Um, but we're, we're, we're practitioners here. And so we're sharing what we've learned as we're trying to walk through this and, you know, give this information right. in, in the Unite leadership. Um, so what we've come to learn is that the church has these jobs, right? The, these, there's these jobs that you have as a church, and you're either going to do them intentionally or you're going to do them unintentionally, which means you're going to do them very poorly. So the way that you do these jobs is you think about them through the lens of engagement. You're having an interaction with people, and engagement is a specific type of interaction that you're having with people. And we would, yeah, so. Define that. So the way that define we define engagement. engagement is ongoing interactions with people, um, which is done, and, and this is tough to think about it this way, in exchange for value, <laughs> right? So um, a Christian may um, understand that they have a, a need to worship, but why would they come to worship in your location? What value is the local church giving to them versus what another local church might give to them to say, this is the place where I want to be my church home? Now, I'm not saying to do this in, in a sense of competitiveness, but I am saying this in terms of what are you doing to be relevant in the life of people in the community? <clears throat> And the same thing is true for unbelievers, right? Why would an unbeliever want to have an interaction with the church if there are if their baseline is I, I don't have a faith, right? So immediately we're solving this problem through relationship. And the relationship, as much as we don't want to have to think about it this way, it is something that is done in exchange for value. So when you actually break it apart, it's not necessarily a scary topic, but you do have to say, that, you know, in this world, like pe th there will be some people that'll just show up at your doorstep because the spirit is compelling them to do that. Um, but there's other people where that process is a deeper relational, intentional uh, process where you're building interaction with people. And that requires the people who are in um, ministry leadership to think about the concept of value. What value am I giving people to incentivize this relationship? So it's it's a crazy time right now, uh, leader, and you all know that people can access the greatest communicators of all. And and we think at the Unite Leadership Collective, especially being uh, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod members, we believe our theology is the best thing going. It is nails. It is law gospel distinctions, saint sinner now not yet. The yep. way we handle paradox and tension, it is the best thing going, and yet. Unfortunately, we as a church body, and I heard this back in the day from Billy Graham. There's a quote from Billy Graham. We're often a sleeping mm -hmm. giant, and we kind of wash our hands of a number of these practices, again, before and after word and sacrament ministry as something that's, you know, outside of our purview. Uh, either on the yeah. one hand, we say it's non-spiritual. We don't, we don't go there. Or I think more so, it's just like there's so much that I could possibly be doing. I don't even know. Let's just say you're a, a pastor of a church worshiping about 50 to 150 people. I don't even know where where to start i don't so mm -hmm. let let me ask that question jack i mean if you're talking to that's about the average size congregation right now a pastor may have uh one other staff member maybe uh maybe a dce or just an administrative assistant as they look at the engagement model it can just be flat overwhelming there are so yep. many jobs and so i'm just going to nail into my main job of word and sacrament where would you invite them to start what questions should they ask to discern well, that? Well, the first thing is I want to encourage any leader to be leading out of team, 
which means that you may have people that are specializing, even in a small church context, people that may specialize in one area of the engagement model versus another. But you do, as an entire team, need to think holistically about this. So just a real quick preview, and we'll get back to this in in more depth later, Um, the five jobs of the church where you're intentionally doing uh, engagement is attracting, getting, right, Uh, retaining, developing or growing, and then multiplying, right? So five jobs, you're going to be doing this no matter what. You may be doing it really poorly. A church may do a very, very poor job at attracting, but it's still doing that job unintentionally, right? So the, the way that you think about actually engaging with people is to say, what is the value I'm providing that person? And in order to stand, understand what the value is, you have to understand what the thought is that you're trying to engage with them. Hey, pastor and church leader, do you ever feel stuck and you don't know the right next thing to do with discipleship, in multiplying disciples, in putting together uh, structure and systems, but also not losing this organic need to maintain a culture of life-on-life discipleship centered in your big why. All of those things that I just threw out, if you're like, I don't even know what you said. I don't even know how that fits in our world uh, here in our congregation. If you got questions, uh, the Unite Leadership Collective is here for you. We invite you to join our next accelerator and we will teach you, we will help you build over a whole year uh, a leadership development culture centered on the structure, systems, and culture centered in a big why that will release your found and baptized leaders for mission in the name of Jesus. Come and learn with us, uniteleadership.org. Looking forward to hanging out very, very soon. So there are five jobs of the church, attract, get, retain, grow, multiply, Jack. So give us the felt need kind of questions or the desires, the I want statements that are connected to all five of those jobs. Yeah. So when you think about the the meaningful value that the person wants, the audience that you're trying to reach, there's a specific kind of question that you're you're trying to to connect with, which you could say, I want, I want this thing. So let's let's. I'll just use attract as an example. The key theme that you're trying to speak into is I want to learn more. So you're trying to give value to a person. um, And and we call this branding, right? This is at at, at the highest level, it's branding. But with branding, successful branding means that for the audience that you're trying to reach, they want to learn more about your ministry, right? So how how do you do that? Think about the other things in your life where you say, I want to learn more about it. You may have um, a favorite movie series, and all of a sudden, hey, there's a trailer that drops, and you're like, oh, I want to learn more about that. I'm excited about, you know, I'm excited to see another trailer about that because that sounds really neat, right? Um, So entertainment uh, industry understands this concept really well. Anything that's super, super consumer-oriented type of industries, they understand this type of thing really well. They know their audience and they're speaking into the felt need of the audience, and especially when it comes to branding and marketing, they're trying to intentionally cultivate an experience that causes a person to want to know more. So we'll, we'll be doing that in the next series coming up, like unpacking the kind of the best practices and attract. What is it? What can you do intentionally to cause a person to want to know more? Good. Right. So attract is I want to know more. 
get is I want to try it out, right? Retain is I want to get connected. Uh, grow is literally I just want to grow in this experience. And then multiply is I want to contribute. So here's the cool thing. When we start thinking about what we're doing with the person as we're actually doing intentional engagement with them is we're journeying by giving them value. We are in a journey with them, which moves a person from a consumer to a contributor. Hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And too often, Jack, folks just stay in the consumer role within our churches. So the ultimate Mm -hmm. motivation for you as a church leader is you've got more people that are on your team multiplying disciples to elevate the name of Jesus, especially in the midst of those who don't know him in this secular post-Christian age. Like that is the ultimate, Mm -hmm. that is the ultimate outcome. Um, Anything more on that? Like talk about barriers, barriers to engagement, Jack. There are numerous things that could get in the way of Mm -hmm. you as a leader or you as a church kind of going on this this journey from attract all the way to multiply from consumer to contributor. Uh, talk about those barriers. Well, well, one barrier is a lack of intentionality around it. It just kind of be. And so here we go is uh, when we start to think about um, the mindset that we have, I would say that's probably our number one. There, there may be structural barriers in the church, maybe governance or something like that, that makes kind of playing out the model difficult. Um, but assuming that's not what it is, because you've thought intentionally about it, you've torn down all these sort of policy and governance barriers behind it. Now it's really becomes a mindset. And, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about the idea. Um, we've talked about this before, the wildly important goal. Mm-hmm. You set a season where you say, we need to move into um, a level of excellence in this job, in a particular, one of these particular jobs. And again, I think there's some cultural skepticism in there. There's some fear sometimes of the, of the concept of excellence because it kind of implies that we're trying to be competitive with other churches out there. And that's not what our heart is. But really what excellence is, is that you've intentionally exceeded the expectations of the audience that you're trying to reach. And if you think about it that way, then that really means that there's opportunities for multiple churches in the community to all do that. If they all did that, the more the better, right? Um, so leaning into an excellence, like going above and beyond, if somebody wants to, you know, if there's somebody out there and the way we engage them is to engage in the conversation of, I want to know more, then you want to exceed their expectations on that. So what's a way that maybe meets the expectation is you put some content out there saying, hey, I'm, you know, pastor so-and-so, and here's our worship times, and we're a great community. That that would be like maybe meeting the expectations of somebody like, okay, that's what I expect a church to do. But what do you do to exceed that to get them into a relationship where they want to know more. So, you know, we'll talk about this more, but it may be, and this is what exactly it is. It's diving into, it's knowing the felt needs of your audience and being very intentional about meeting people in those felt needs. Now, I think this is where we get into another barrier is a lot of times these felt needs may drift apart from things that we would consider word and sacrament ministry. Right. And so some people may say, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to engage in this felt need because that's not the job of the church. Right. Um, I'm not going to engage heavily in an intentional marriage ministry because my job is word and sacrament. Well, if you don't do that and that is the legitimate felt need of your audience, 
somebody else is going to come in and they're going to fill that felt need, right? And you may not be happy <laughs> about the worldview and the context and the values um, that are being provided when they come in and they meet that felt need. So the church has to think very intentionally about that, even though it may not be traditionally what you might think of as ministry from a, a church perspective, and, and be prepared to come in there and provide that value from a truthful biblical perspective. So two things are uh, a problem, I, I believe, in the way we think about felt needs. One, Jesus started with meeting felt needs. Mm-hmm. He, he healed in, people. Healed, cast out demons, proclaimed the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. They needed they needed a hope. They needed a, a message of, of God's care and his provision. And then two, I think the biggest problem, too, in, in terms of if you've got, if you bristle when we talk felt needs, um, is that when you're speaking to that place of, of need, what what is that other than the word of God? That is the word of God. Let me say in the positive yep. sense, like you bringing hope, you bringing Jesus, you bringing the Holy Spirit centered in the word, whether it's a, a family crisis, a marriage crisis, an addiction, um, a financial, this is the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. So when you when you bristle at, at a felt need conversation, you're, you're narrowly talking about, I, my friend Jack Price just went to be with Jesus, Jack Price mm-hmm. Sr. He wrote the book called Just Words. And if you're only talking the gospel as you are a sinner in need of forgiveness, yes, that is the gospel. True. But the gospel transforms us at God is a healer. God is a provider. Through the cross and the empty tomb, everything you need has, has been given. So one, Jesus met with felt needs. And if you bristle at it, you're probably too narrowly defining what is the the gospel because mm-hmm. the gospel speaks to felt needs. Anything else to, right. to close that out, Jack? No, I, I mean, I have heard that. I have heard that complaint. You we have heard we that. don't really talk about felt needs here. Yeah. We don't talk about felt needs. So this is, this is my word of caution. This is my word of caution for people that say we don't talk about felt needs. Somebody is talking about felt needs, right? Um, if you don't talk about felt needs, do you want uh, Disney Corporation to come in and talk about that felt need? Is that something that, you know, what else are you going to abdicate <laughs> to the secular world that doesn't share the agenda of the church? So, Jack, this has been great. Summarize for our listener the church engagement model, what they really need to know from an overview perspective. Yeah, just, just to summarize, you know, the church is doing five jobs key thing to know is you're doing it intentionally uh, or unintentionally. And if you're doing it unintentionally, you're probably doing it poorly. Um, The way that you're engaging is by meeting people um, in these thought questions that they have of, I want, you're meeting a a want, um, which is going to look different across all five of those uh, jobs. And you're the, and you're, you're focusing on the felt need of the audience, right? The felt need is a problem that they're, they care about solving for themselves. And you're giving to that to them as value. And when you do that successfully, then that means you get to uh, join them in a journey that, a, a faith journey, really, that moves them from consumer to contributor. Yeah, exactly. If you want to go deeper into this topic, we have released all of our blogs. We're going to have one free PDF that's coming out here very, very soon that summarizes this entire journey. And if you want to really geek out, shout out to uh, Matt Engel and uh, Eric Swanson, who wrote the book 
14 Fridays, Fridays. a story of baseball, church, data, and redemption. Check that out on Amazon 14 Fridays. Jack, thanks so much for today. Listener, sharing is caring. It's a joy to go on this journey to just take the next step to get better as as, as a leader within the church. You have an incredible responsibility uh, to set a space where people will come in, be attracted to Jesus. That's all we really want. Be attracted to Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit, receive word and sacrament, and then be sent out from a consumer to a contributor to advance the cause of Christ. That's what the entire church engagement model is all about. Thanks so much for joining us today on Lead Time. We will be back next week, and we'll be talking, we'll be going deeper into each one of these stages in this journey from attract all the way to multiply. We'll see you next time on Lead Time. Peace. You've been listening to Lead Time, a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective. The ULC consults and brings together cohorts of congregations to build the culture, systems, and structures of intentional discipleship multiplication. To go deeper with us, create a free login on uniteleadership.org for access to exclusive materials and resources. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode.